Hello, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mirror, Alberta. Yeah, the hat. This hat's from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mirror, Alberta. Actually, uh, speaking of hats from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mirror, Alberta, we actually have some hats that just arrived today. Uh, they say Whistle Stop Cafe on them. So if you uh, have been looking for one of these, they're there and they're waiting for you, along with some small fringe minority t-shirts, which seem to be extremely popular. It's almost as if the fringe isn't really a fringe or a minority or small. It's almost as if it's the majority of people in this province and in this country, but that's another conversation. So, as I said, good evening. Uh, unfortunately, Kerry can't join us th today because he is visiting his daughters, uh, spending some time with them. But the uh, last few days, well, last few weeks, really, last few years, I guess, uh, there's been a lot on my mind, specifically the last few weeks. As we saw the campaign signs go up around the province. Has anybody seen campaign signs on their neighbor's lawns? Uh, we see a lot of blue ones. And we see the odd orange one. Weird. I don't know why people would want to identify themselves as communists, but to each their own. Huh. Actually, one of the uh, one of my biggest trolls, my biggest fans, he just lives a few houses down from me. He's got a nice orange sign on his fence, and really answered a lot of questions. But anywho, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. First off, let's talk about orange signs. So there's been a lot of people who have commented on the orange signs they've seen around their community or their city or around the province. And they're quite concerned. I keep hearing things like, oh, if Notley wins, we're done. If Notley wins, we're toast. Like we are, you know, it's going to be bad. Um, and, and I agree. It probably would be really bad because the NDP have a lot of job killing policy. Um, they lie through their teeth. And all you have to do to see it, to hear that is just listen to their radio ads. And they, Notley has said that she wants to mandate uh, vaccinations all the time. Uh, with her buddy Jagmeet Singh and Justin Trudeau. All things which the my majority of people in this province and country probably don't want. So why are people so scared of an NDP government? Why is it that people believe that Albertans would be foolish enough to elect a government like that? To elect the pigs to go and sit in the farmhouse with the humans and make policy <clears throat> and get fat off the labor of the animals. Why would people do that? And is it possible? Well, a few years ago, that happened in Alberta. After 44 years of a uh, conservative, so-called conservative government, Alberta elected an NDP government and the whole country was like, they were shocked. I mean, the the news was just exploded and and, and news anchors and, and journalists across the country were in disbelief that Alberta would elect a socialist, energy-hating government. But we did. Now, why did we? Do we elect an NDP government because they had good policy or because uh, Rachel Notley would be a good leader? We did not. Uh, the last time this province elected an NDP government, it was because they were pissed off. The province was so mad at what the progressive conservative party had become that they just voted for anything but the PCs. And a lot of them voted for the NDP. 
not because it was the right thing to do, but because they were mad. It was a throwaway vote. And what ended up happening is we accidentally elected an ideologically motivated government that had less concern about Albertans and policy and how that policy would affect our future, less concern about uh, making laws to our benefit, and more, they were more concerned about posturing on a global stage and looking virtuous for taking Alberta down a path to destroy its prosperity. That's what happened. And that's how we elected an NDP government. It was an accident. They were an accident. They literally are an accident. You know what? When a kid has an accident in their pants, that's literally the NDP. Not the people, but the policy. The policy is shit. It's garbage. And the only way that they seem to be able to promote themselves right now is by lying about other parties and other politicians. You can see you can see and hear this for yourself in speeches that are that are being done in radio ads that come on. Uh, it's really quite sickening. So when people say that they're so worried about electing an NDP government, uh, I am not because I think Alberta learned its lesson and I don't think that people are so willing to throw away their votes uh, and cast them in that manner because we saw what happened the last time. Now, uh, with that comes a very uh, important disclaimer. Elections are important. Uh, I know, I know there's some of you out there saying they're not elections, they're selections. It doesn't matter. It's all predetermined, you know, and, and, and our vote doesn't matter. I don't believe that. But even if that's true, it's all we have. All we have in this, what we call a democracy, is either the ability to vote and make a difference or the illusion of it. And if you're one of the people that say that you're not going to vote or it doesn't matter because uh, you don't think you think it's all corrupt, I want to ask you, what else is there? What else can you do to try and make a difference in politics in this province or this country? I mean, I've spoken on uh, dozens of stages by now explaining why we can't make a difference in the country, but that's another story for another day. So if you really believe that the elections don't matter, um, I want to know in the comments, what is your solution? If not for voting and um, making policy from within political parties and whatnot, or stepping up and being an MLA yourself, what then? What else is there? I've heard some comments about parallel societies. I've heard some comments about just not complying. And those are both great comments. But what I've found, especially in my adventure and my journey through the judicial system in this province, is that unless you have a political solution that's being pursued in tandem with the other things you're doing, like you know doing things yourself, your, your own um, homeschooling or your own you know food trading, things like that, um, or simply not complying to tyrannical rule, you can only, you, do, you can do those things for a time, but eventually the bureaucracy will catch up with you and they will stomp you and they will smush you into the mud and they will end your parallel society and they will end your trading and on all of those things that you're trying to do to make a difference. So while those things are great, you must also have a political path that's being pursued by good people so that you can legislate these changes and justify them uh, and have them become part of society.
So um, just let me go back here. Where was it? There was something about... Oh, yeah. Lacombe has a lot of UCP signs. And you want to know why? There's someone on here that said uh, they're not going to vote. They'll vote, but just not for the NDP, the Liberals, or the UCP because they say they're all the same. I disagree. Um, has anybody ever heard the argument regarding gun control? That because a uh, gun was used in a crime, you should take away the guns from every person, right? Well, that doesn't make any sense, does it? It's not the gun that commits the crime. It's not the gun that harms people or murders people. It's the people wielding the gun. A political party is no different. A political party is not, a, it's not an entity. It's not a, it's not a thing. It can't do things on its own. It requires people in it to do those things. So while it's true that corrupt people and corrupt politicians could use the power and the structure of a political party to achieve their nefarious goals, it is not the party itself. The party is merely a vessel. The party is a group of like-minded people who come together for common cause, no matter what political party, even the orange communist party that comes together to try and strip away all of our rights and have the government control everything. And if you don't believe me about that, if you're pounding your keyboard keyboard saying, how dare you say that, Chris, they're not communists. Uh, yeah, they are. And all you have to do is read their founding documents and their manifesto, and it will lay it out quite clearly. So if you think that you're going to vote for the NDP or the Liberal Party, for that matter, on the federal stage, uh, because you want better health care or better education, that's a lie. It's an illusion. It will never happen. And you get exactly the opposite. They don't want better of any of those things. They want more control. And it outlines that in black and white right in their manifesto. So where was I? Uh, ah, yes. It's not the political party. It's the people behind it. So many of you may have watched me uh, be very, very hard on the United Conservative Party throughout the last three years. You know, you've watched me uh, hammer on Jason Kenney and Jason Nixon and and um, Jackie Lovely even and, and, you know, the inner Kenny circle. You've watched me speak very negatively about them for the last three years and actually about the UCP as a whole. And you may be wondering why now am I not speaking like that? Well, as many of you may know, it's because they gave me two million dollars. Yeah, I can, I'm sorry. I can't even say it with a straight face. No. Uh, the reason why I support people like Jennifer Johnson, the MLA candidate uh, for the UCP in my area, is because she's a good person. In Camrose, uh, you may have heard that my friend Bob Blayon is running as an independent MLA. In Camrose, I support Bob Blayon. And he's not a UCP MLA. In uh, Rimby, Rocky Mountain House, Sundry, I support Tim Hoven. And while he supports the Premier and some of the UCP policy, he is an independent candidate. Uh, in Calgary, you might know a, a man by the name of Archer Pulowski. I support Archer in his pursuit uh, to become an elected official in his area. So you see, for me, oh, and let's not forget Vicki Bayford in North Red, uh, Red Deer and Catherine Kowalchuk in Olds Sundry. Um, Todd Lowen, a UCP uh, MLA in uh, Central Peace Notley, 
like what I'm getting at is that I want good people in government. I don't care if they're independent MLAs, independent party MLAs, UCP MLAs. I don't know if there's any good NDP MLAs. Are there? If there was, I mean, I, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know if I could support. What I mean to say is that I am more interested in supporting good people who want to have voices in the legislature than supporting a party or an idea of a party. Now, that places me squarely outside the realm of uh, politics. It probably ostracizes me from most of the UCP because a lot of those folks, you know, they're really interested in protecting the party and protecting the power structure of the party. I am not. I'm more interested in, in making sure that we get good people and good voices in the legislature making laws on our behalf. Think of this. Think think if it's a close election between the two major contenders right now, which are the United Conservative Party and the NDP, um, imagine if there's four or five independent sitting MLAs elected to the legislature who held the balance of power when it came time to vote on policy or uh, vote bills. Could you imagine? It's like it's never happened. Oh, wait, it happened in British Columbia. British Columbia elected uh, the Liberal Party to as the governing party in the province. And the Liberal Party in, in BC is their attempt at conservatism, okay? But it was close. And the NDP and the Green Party, the Green Party held two seats, um, they voted together uh, against the, the government. It was a, it was a non-confidence. The government toppled. And the NDP and the Green Party formed a coalition government. Can you imagine? Now, who pulls the strings in that case? Two batshit crazy Green Party MLAs held the strings and are holding the strings. Actually, not the strings. They're holding British Columbia by the short and curlies. Because if the NDP doesn't do what the Green Party wants them to do, the Green Party won't support them on policy and votes the NDP can't get anything done, and they can't be the government. It's quite fascinating. And we might actually uh, have something similar happen in Alberta. Wouldn't that be nice? Somebody asked me, what do I think about Maxime Bernier and the PPC party? That's federal politics. And I'm going to say this, I've said this 77 times, 78 times now. If you are confused about politics and democracy, we will lose. Step one, know who the parties are, who the candidates are in provincial politics, because we have a provincial election coming up May 29th, so you can make an informed decision. Heck, informed decisions are important because if, say, you're going to take some medicine or get an injection, you would want to be informed as to what the risks and the benefits are, wouldn't you? I mean, you wouldn't take a medical intervention where the package insert was blank. You need to be informed about these important decisions. Politics is no different. No, pardon me, no different. So become informed. Know the difference between provincial. And I'm not saying that the person that commented this doesn't know the difference, but I've seen this come up before. Know the difference between federal and provincial politics. Know the difference between voting for your MLA in your area and electing a premier. I get messages all the time and phone calls and 
and emails asking me to support my friend Art for Premier of Alberta. To become Premier of Alberta, you first have to win the leadership of your party. The party has to form the majority government, become the government, and then the leader of that party becomes the Premier. So no, I'm sorry, but my friend Art Pulowski will not be the Premier on May 29th. It is not going to happen. If you're voting for that particular party because you believe that anyone in that sol in the Solidarity Party, I believe it's called, is going to be the Premier, you are sorely and sadly mistaken. That is not how it works. It's not like the United States where we can elect a president or elect a Premier. We elect an MLA in our area. Those MLAs, if they have uh, a majority of seats in the legislature, and they have a party leader selected, that party leader becomes the premier. So if you're confused, we will lose. There's no excuse now. There's tons of people and there's tons of pages, tons of information out there. You can get to know this stuff and uh, you're gonna be better for it. So something had come up and I was gonna talk about it, but I got really off on a tangent there. What the heck was it? Ah, bureaucracy. So earlier in this conversation, I mentioned bureaucracy. Now, as most people know by now, uh, Alberta has been set on fire. And I say Alberta has been set on fire kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, I should let you know that of all of the wildfires in Alberta over the last few weeks, 7% have been attributed to lightning, 40 some odd percent have been attributed to human intervention or human error. Yes, including the controlled burns that got out of control. And 50 some odd percent of the wildfires that have occurred in this province in the last weeks are under investigation as suspicious fires and may in fact be found to be intentionally set. Wouldn't that be interesting? I couldn't imagine Looney Tunes, ideologically motivated, communist, fanatic Antifa folks purposely lighting the province on fire in areas where there's dense oil and gas exploration or potential exploration in order to prove their point that the earth is going to light on fire by 2016. I can't see that. I mean, that's the stuff of movies. That would never happen. Just like a pharmaceutical company would never allow billions of people to die so they could make $100 billion. That would never happen in our world because it's a free country, right? So don't worry about that. Anyway, bureaucracy. I've seen the NDP try to attack the current ruling government, the United Conservative Party, and their leader, Daniel Smith. I've seen them try to attack the government for the response that's happened uh, due to, or pardon me, the response to the wildfires. For instance, did you know that people have been trying to go and help fight fires, but they've been turned away because they don't have a criminal record check? People have brought equipment to build fire breaks and things like that for no charge, just because communities are coming together to do stuff. And they've been turned around because they don't have the paperwork or they're not on the list. These things are happening all over the province. Somebody in Grand Prairie, I can't remember his name, he spoke out at a, uh, a United Conservative Party, I believe, um, meeting. And he basically said, like, this is bullshit. The community is coming together to protect ourselves and the government's getting in the way. 
that's not the government's job. You guys need to get out of our way and let us do our job. But I want to remind you all of something. While we elect governments every four years or so, I mean, every year and a half, if Trudeau's in power, um, the bureaucracy that runs the machine behind the scenes is there from government to government. And it's not the United Conservative Party government that's preventing people from going to fight forest fires. It's the bureaucracy behind it. It is not Daniel Smith that is telling people uh, you can't feed these firefighters because you're not a commercial kitchen and you don't have a food handling permit. That's Alberta Health Services. The bureaucracy. The bureaucracy is the problem. It's always been the problem. And the government is largely a scapegoat so that the bureaucracy doesn't have to be accountable for what they're doing. Do you remember when Daniel Smith was campaigning as leader uh, to become the leader of the UCP? And she was talking about all these things she wanted to do. I've had conversations with people, friends of mine, and some who maybe now they're not my friends, I don't know. And we talked about this and said, you know what, all these things sounded so great. And then, you know, we have a leader and it's not happening. And I think I understand why. I don't think it's because politicians, all politicians, I mean, some are pieces of crap, but most are probably good people, just like you and me. Uh, whether or not you believe I'm a good person or not, I really don't give a shit. You know, they get into these positions thinking, you know, I'm an elected, I'm an elected official. I'm going to make some changes here. And they get in their office and they pull back the veil, they pull back the curtain and they look behind and they see what's going on with the bureaucracy and they're like, oh shit how how am i going to deal with this like they're there for four years or eight years or 12 years and those bureaucrats are behind the scenes from government to government they know all the ins and outs they know everybody they can pull strings they can do things and a lot of times these politicians get in there and they realize they really can't do anything must suck but i think they're trying some are trying um, so it's not the government that's preventing people from fighting fires. It's not the government that had a poor response to this. It's the bureaucracy behind it, period. And until we get some politicians that are willing to stand up to this, that bureaucracy, nothing will change. It will all be smoke and mirrors. It will all be referendums on, on equalization to, to fix Alberta. It will be red tape reduction which really amounts to very little in the grand scheme of things it'll be smoke and mirrors and the bureaucracy will do what they do and when something goes wrong they'll blame it on the government as a matter of fact when the government can't do the things they want to do because the bureaucracies it's tripping them up the opposition government will take to the media and they'll lambaste them and convince people that it's their fault and only, if only they were the government, they could fix all these things. But that's not the case. So I do know a lot of good people who have started working within the current government or put their names forth as uh, to be MLAs who are good people and, do, and, and they do want to make these changes. I've seen that. I've seen it with my own eyes. I didn't believe it would happen. I said it couldn't happen. I said that the UCP would never change. But what I forgot was something that I've been saying all the time. And that is when we show up, we can win. And people started showing up and they started to win. 
Now, that's not to take away from any of the other parties that are trying to do things like, you know, the, the Independence Party of Alberta. They have some really good people. They have some really good candidates, one of whom is my uh, good friend, Mr. Kerry Lambert, who is running in Strathmore, Chestermere. Um, and they have a good platform. They have good things they want to do. They want to become a voice for the people and they want to pursue Alberta independence, not because they don't like Canada, but because they want to have a referendum on independence so that we can fix things, so that we can have the leverage we need to negotiate with the federal government. These are good people and they want to do good things. And I would encourage you to get to know them, get to know the candidates. Don't just blindly say, oh, I just have to vote for whoever, I just have to vote for whoever the UCP candidate is because we don't want to split the vote. No, vote for good people. And if somebody is running for a particular party and they're not a good person, don't support them. Why would you support them? Politics shouldn't work that way. And if we spent more time believing in each other and making good decisions and doing what's right, especially when it comes to selecting our, our legislators, we'd probably be in a much better position. And we may even have a situation where the balance of power is held by a few really good people who are getting involved in politics just because they want to do good things for you and me. So what do you think? Any comments on that? Uh, how are you folks doing out there? Is anybody, you get rain? Is anybody still under evacuation orders? You know, what's what's happening out there in the province? I'm. People ask me all the time, they come to the restaurant, they ask me, well, I haven't seen you online lately. Well, it's, you know, it's because I'm trying to run a restaurant. I'm working like 80 hours a week and doing tons of chores, trying to get things ready for summer. It's very, very busy for me. And I don't really have a lot of time. Even tonight, I probably should be in bed because I've got to get up extra early and go in and do some extra cooking to get ready for the barbecue on Saturday. But I just don't have a lot of time anymore. But every day, uh, if I'm driving somewhere, you know, I'll be listening to music and I, I start thinking about some of these things. I just want to do a live right there because I got all these things that I want to talk about and all of these thoughts that I want to share, but I just cannot seem to find the time. That's why I'm not on so much. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard for me even to keep up what's going in the province. I didn't even really find out how bad the wildfire stuff was until about a week into it. You know, you hear rumblings, but you don't really get the grant, the full scope of things because you're busy. You're focused on your own survival and your own life and, and, and that kind of thing. So it's, it's certainly not easy. So, um, yeah, throw up some comments. Let's, uh, let's see what you guys want to talk about. Edmonton got some rain. That's awesome. We got absolutely poured on in mirror. Um, I don't think we were under any threat of fire anyway, but it was nice to get the rain. And I'm hoping that they got some out west in Drayton Valley because I think Drayton Valley got really, man, they, they've had a tough go. Same with the Edson area, um, you know, up in uh, my friend Todd Lowen's neck of the woods. I think they've had some problems. So, you know, my thoughts are with you guys. And uh, I, I, I wish there was more that I could do to help Maybe, maybe I will sometime. Maybe if it, we don't get this under control, I'll go drive a truck or something. Who knows? Poured in millet yesterday. That's awesome. That's good. We really need the rain because rain makes corn and corn makes whiskey. No, rain puts out fires. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. Ah, here's a really good comment. 
I cannot trust many people. So how do you know if you can trust them because you do not know the candidate? Well, the first thing you have to do to make a decision on whether or not somebody is trustworthy is you have to meet them, right? And I'm pretty sure that most of these candidates are having all sorts of forums and town halls and, and speeches and whatnot where you can have an opportunity to go and meet them. Um, I tried to do that with a man you may remember, uh, the premier for, or the, the uh, Jason Kennedy, Kenny, formerly known as premier. I tried to meet him because I was, you know, we were spending so much time. I was seeing him on the news and I'm sure he was seeing me on the news and we both mad at each other. I thought, well, maybe I'll go shake the guy's hand, look in his eyes, talk to him. Maybe it's not what I think it is. Maybe he's just a real human being and who knows? Of course, I never did get that opportunity, but that would be step number one. If you want to know if you can trust someone, you got to go and talk to them. And then you also have to, you have to have a little bit of faith in people. Of course, until they prove you wrong. Um, and you have to be willing to make your own decisions and not simply listen to what somebody else said. Like, for instance, um, well, we can't trust Danielle Smith because she didn't drop your charges, Chris. Well, they're my charges, and I don't believe that. Um, I know what the Premier said. I know what she said she was going to try and do, and she did those things, and she didn't succeed. She never said she was going to succeed. So, therefore, I have no reason to not trust her for that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whereas some people who have a vested interest, a bias in making that person look bad so that you will turn to them instead, you don't want to go down that path. You need to make these decisions for yourself. And the, and the way you can do that is to, is to meet the people. Gut feeling, yeah. Gut feeling, that's uh, valid. However, it could be gas. And you certainly don't want to be making life-altering decisions based on your own flatulence because that would be, I mean, that would stink for sure. Uh, what else we got here? NGOs. Does anybody know what an NGO is? I will tell you. It is a non-government, governmental organization. For instance, Greenpeace. They're an NGO. Tides Foundation. They are an NGO. Oh, Bruce, I can't answer because I'm doing a live, buddy. Um, now, I'm glad someone brought up NGOs because what we've seen in the last, well, really my entire adult voting life is we've seen NGOs infiltrate our society and in turn, they've caused politicians to get in front of parades that they shouldn't be getting in front of, like the net zero parade, right? That's one. The uh, end the nuclear family parade, that's one they shouldn't be getting in front of. Uh, the climate agenda, they shouldn't be getting in front of that. Um, people's autonomy over their own bodies. They shouldn't be getting in front of that. These NGOs come in and they convince people to become noisy, to do things like climb the clock tower in Ottawa and become the Minister of Environment and Climate Change. And then the government decides, well, you know, these these people are, you know, they want net zero, so we better say we're going to give them net zero and give them net zero because that's how we're going to get elected. Unfortunately, they don't lead and say, you know, this is the right thing and this is where we're going to go and convince people to go with them. They allow these NGOs to do the work and change the way society thinks about themselves, move from a, a, a time when people believed in the sanctity of human life and that human flourishing was good and that humans were, you know, this planet was ours to, 
to be good stewards of and, and use the resources wisely to, uh, to thinking that we're all just a virus on the planet and we need to sacrifice everything and suffer for the greater good. That's how society has shifted. We became uh, a God-fearing, um, loving, mostly society that believed in humanity to completely the opposite, a, a, a godless, neighborless, individual-oriented, self-centered, um, anti-human society that is really fighting against everything that makes us human. And that was accomplished through NGOs. But uh, the good news is NGOs can work both ways. And in Alberta, at least, you see probably a lot of NGOs popping up here and there, non-government organizations, for instance, the Alberta Prosperity Project, that want to bring some truth back to society and explain to people why we should be focusing on human flourishing and why their lives are important in the grand scheme of things. That's a good thing. Uh, what else we got here? Yeah, uh, Bill 11 passed, Bill 36 passed. We got some, the world is upside down. Um, I've come to realize that we live in a fish tank and we're only free as we can be within the fish tank, but that doesn't mean we can't enjoy our time here. Where did it go? Ah, okay, so I mentioned earlier about people having a hard time uh, getting up to fight forest fires. So first thing I did, I texted Premier and said, hey, Premier, um, this is what I've heard happening. One of my friends went to help fight fires and they wouldn't let him go because they wanted him to complete a criminal record check first. And these other folks went and they're trying to feed firefighters and AHS shut it down because they have no food handling permit and it's not a commercial kitchen. I said, shouldn't we be trying to use the red tape reduction mandate to, to deal with this? Get rid of the red tape so we can save people's property and save farmland and save our trees and stuff shouldn't this be a priority with red tape reduction and she replied that with we're working on it so you know again the government can only move as fast as government can move and the bureaucracy behind them you know they dealing with that i i don't envy them at all i mean I, it seems like it's almost an unwinnable battle because they certainly don't want to give up their power and control and the government uh, no matter how good they want to do, they got to push back against that in order to get things done. So, you know, it's probably, they're probably trying to do it, but I don't think it's an easy or a quick fix. Did you see the news conference this afternoon with Daniel Smith? This is from Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. Kathy. The protesters for NDP busted in accusing Daniel of trying to buy hospitals and privatization of healthcare, and we will have to pay for a doctor visit all NDP lies, the UCP handled it well. Yeah, they did absolutely handle it well. One thing that I, I really admire about the Premier right now, uh, Danielle Smith, is that she handles these things with uh, grace and dignity that most of us probably wouldn't. I mean, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had my first interaction with a, with a Facebook troll. He came flying into the whistle stop and uh, right by the front door, way too fast, splashed mud all over the place, and then was using my free air yeah, I don't charge people $2 to use an air compressor at the whistle stop. I have a thing out there and people use it for free. As a matter of fact, people often steal the hose because apparently I supply air hoses for free as well. Anyway, he's filling up his tires to go outside and say, hey man, you, you mind slowing down here? This is the door in and out and there's people there. And he lost his shit. And he's like, I I didn't go fast. What are you talking about? He's swearing at me. And then he goes, 
I know who you are. I know all about your GoFundMe to buy this place and blah, blah, go fuck yourself and this and that. And I was like, I was so taken aback that somebody actually was saying those things to my face. I didn't even know what to say. So he continued on and on and on. I just said, you know what? Get off my property. Don't come back. Because I, I just don't want to speak to people like that. But I don't handle those things with the grace and dignity that our premier does. So kudos to her for doing that. So anyway, these NDP protesters barged in to a press conference and they're holding up signs about, you know, at UCP selling hospitals, these stupid publicity stunts that even stupider people are going to believe. And then they're going to vote for the NDP because they believe their lies. I've seen the premier and MLAs and the UCP um, put out statements saying, no, this is absolutely not going to happen. We are not privatizing healthcare. We've had private options for 30 years in this province. That's nothing new. As a matter of fact, there's private options under Rachel Notley. We're not going to make you pay for doctor's visits. As a matter of fact, the mental health visits that you had to pay for under the NDP government, you no longer have to pay for under UCP government. We're not selling the hospitals. We're not selling health care. The NDP come in and they actually lie. Do you remember Gil McGowan and his speech at the legislature talking about um, how Daniel Smith was, what, what was he saying? Oh, they were trying to destroy democracy. No, they're trying to preserve it. They're literally trying to preserve it from folks like Gil McGowan and his NDP cronies and union bosses who, who want to undermine democracy with things like, oh, I don't know, the Emergency Measures Act or maybe the Alberta Public Health Act. Both can be used to undermine democracy. <sighs> it's frustrating. So anyway, these protesters came in and they held up their stupid signs and they got their point across that they really have no idea what they're talking about. One of the guys that held up a sign, he was actually an NDP candidate in a previous election. Now, people really need to pay attention to this. If you support the NDP because you believe that it's going to make your job in healthcare better, or you're, um, you're going to get more entitlements, or you're going, maybe you even want to support the NDP because you want them to take other people's money and give it to you. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. The reality is, if you look at this province and where the money for these programs comes from, on average, now correct me if I'm wrong, but on average, about 70% of the money in this province that pays for the things people want, like better health care, better facilities, better municipal funding, better everything comes from the energy sector. It is a huge, huge benefit to our province. Now, the NDP, Jagmeet Singh, Rachel Notley, Justin Trudeau, they want to end the energy industry in Alberta. Justin Trudeau, you can find videos him, of him a few years ago saying, you know, Alberta has billions of barrels of oil in the ground. Who would leave that in the ground? We're going to need it for at least a few more years. Well, a few more years is almost up. Now, if you live in a place like, uh, you know, Pinocchio County or Lacombe County, even for that matter, go find out where most of the money for your community services and centers came from. The NDP government wants to end that. They want to end the single 
largest blessing this province has. They want to end energy. They want to leave the oil in the ground. They want to shut it down because we must reach net zero at all costs, right? Even if all costs includes impoverishing our municipalities. That's where it'll go. You know, you want plowed roads? You want to be able to drive to the hospital? You want an ambulance to be able to pick you up and take you to the hospital? You want uh, to get good care and service when you're in that hospital? You want the roof not to leak on you? Well, someone's got to pay for it. And right now, the majority of that is paid for by the energy industry. No, it is not paid for by the federal government. The federal government does not have any money. The federal government are stewards. They are bankers of our money, of Albertans' money. We explore and drill and extract oil and gas out of the ground. We sell it on the world market. We earn money in this province. We work hard and we earn money. And the federal government tells us that under the Constitution, we must send them billions upon billions upon billions of dollars per year in equalization payments. The federal government in turn turns around and they give us a portion of that money back to administer our health care or to fight wildfires, etc., etc. And then they convince people that they're so gracious and compassionate because the federal government is giving us their money so that we get the help we need. And it's absolutely the opposite. The federal government is taking our money, using it to support their bloated, ideal, fake ideological virtue signaling bureaucracy, and then they're giving us some of it back and pretending that they're doing us a favor. Well, it's not a favor. And you're seeing that right now with the, uh, again, back to politics. The premier goes to the federal government, says, we need some help with these wildfires. We need the military. We need this and that. And Prime Minister Scholl says, yes, of course, premier will help you because the federal government wants to give you our money so that you guys can have a you know better shot in Alberta. He's giving us back our money. The money that we work for and we sent to Ottawa. Just coming back to us. And yet there's people saying, oh, well, you know, Daniel Smith, she puts her foot in the sand, drives a line in the sand about the federal government. And now she's begging them for money. No, no. This is part of the line in the sand. And the line in the sand says, we want our constitutionally guaranteed, um, I suppose, entitlements from the federal government in that when things like this happen, we want our money back so that we can fix things. If we didn't have to send money to the federal government, we wouldn't have to ask them for it back. That's how it works. So still, she's doing what she said she was going to do. But there's so much political bullshit going on right now, and everybody and their dog is trying to use every single thing that happens as justification for their own thing, or as justification why um, people should stop supporting one person and bring their support over to them. They're, every, they're all doing it. All sides are twisting the truth a little bit to try and make you feel something so that you support them instead of someone else. And you got to see through that crap. Because if you're confused, we lose. Right? Oh, look, more comments. <laughs> yeah, 
We are asking for more than the federal government can give. Ah, here's another one. Our pension. The NDP is telling you that Daniel Smith is going to throw away your pension. Bull crap. Does anybody know how the Quebec pension plan works? It works. Did you know that if you are entitled to CPP as a Canadian and you move to France, you will still get your CPP. It's yours. Doesn't go away. Doesn't disappear. You get it. Did you know that Alberta sends or contributes $3 billion more to CPP than Albertans receive? That's quite skewed. And the NDP is trying to tell you that Daniel Smith just wants to flush your pension down the toilet. That's not true. Daniel Smith and, <laughs> and the current government, and actually, now that I think about it, most of the other parties besides the NDP who are trying to get elected to government, they want to make it better. They want an Alberta pension plan that we mentioned or that we uh, administer. And we want to make sure that the pensioners are recipients of the money instead of the federal government. That's what we want to do. And those people who are on CPP, CPP, that continues because you already own it. It's already yours. It doesn't end because Alberta has their own pension plan. It's simply replaced and you continue to get the pension that you did before. Anyway, just one of those things that's being twisted uh, keeps on coming up over and over and over again. And it's getting very tiring because if you're confused, you will lose. If you're confused enough by what the NDP are saying and you haven't bothered to look into it and you're just believing everything they say without looking into it, you're going to lose. And you're going to help elect a government that will literally flush all those things you want down the toilet. So don't be confused. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, yeah, good point. Rather than healthcare crisis scare tactics, the government should bring back the government program participation. Do you ever remember? Do you remember that? This is participation with Hal Johnson and Joanna McLeod. And they would do some exercises and show you how you could do a little bit of exercises for your health. Um, the government was promoting healthy lifestyles and exercise back in the 80s, uh, maybe into the 90s. I remember it. And now they don't. They promote pharmaceuticals and uh, medical interventions that happen at a hospital. And if only we could get back to uh, a time where we promoted health. But unfortunately, as maybe I'll discuss in another episode later on down the line, uh, the government is not allowed to promote health. They're only allowed to promote pharmaceuticals. And uh, once you find out why that is, you know, you're going to be pissed. But that's a conversation for another night. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't want to end up suicided. P.S. I'm not suicidal. At all. Not at all. Cheers to life. Um. Oh, I guess here's something else that's really important. Way more important than the election. Uh, this weekend at the Whistlestop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. Not only do we have some new merch, which you can also find on our website. Uh, shameless plug, www.whistlestoptruckstop.ca. Uh, 
And to those of you who haven't had your orders fulfilled, I'm sorry. I'm trying to go through them uh, and get them out to you as soon as we can. And it will happen. I promise. Uh, we got a bunch of merch in. We got some shirts. We got some hats. We got some mugs. We got some, uh, I believe we have some small fringe minority mugs even that you uh, can come pick up at the Wilson Stop. And this weekend on, oh, here comes another doozy after this. This weekend on Saturday, we will be doing a Texas-style barbecue. And by that, I mean I'm doing some brisket and some pulled uh, barbecue pulled pork for lunch. Um, after that, we're going to do, well, in the evening, of course, we're going to do a drive-in movie at the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. You remember that? During COVID, when we uh, put a movie screen on the roof of the Whistle Stop, and we showed movies for free so that people could come out and watch shows. And then everyone came together and we built it up into this cool drive-in movie place that it is now. Well, we're doing it this weekend. We're going to show Rise of Gru because minions are friggin' awesome and they speak some sort of weird Spanish-French backwards language that's hilarious. And uh, we're going to have a great time. So there's going to be popcorn. There's going to be ice caps. There's going to be eat more chocolate bars. I'm not going to go through everything in the store because there's a lot. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great time. So come on out to the Whistle Stop on Saturday. Have some Texas barbecue inspired by my friend Adam from Ontario. Uh, and then stick around for a drive-in movie with some popcorn. And then on Sunday, Sunday morning, we're going to do a something that the Whistle Stop Cafe has done quite frequently. We haven't done it recently. We're going to do a free pancake breakfast for Mother's Day. Now, why would we do a free pancake breakfast? Well, because I want to. And it's my restaurant. It's my restaurant. And I'll give stuff away for free if I want to. The reason I do that instead of just making, you know, cheap pancakes or something like that is because there are people that uh, they just simply can't afford to go out for something to eat these days because everything is friggin' expensive. Like, ridiculously expensive. But a lawnmower today. And that was like, I'm sweating thinking about how I'm going to pay for it, but I need it. And, uh, you know, they can't just go out for dinner with their family because you're talking a family of five out for supper, $150, $160, easy. You know, if you drink water and kind of don't have appetizers and stuff, you might be able to get it for 80 90 bucks. But if you really go out for a meal, it's it's expensive. I want them coming out and having something to eat and hanging out with us for Mother's Day. So they come out, they can eat whatever they want. We're happy to have them. We just want to visit with people. And you know what? Somebody comes behind them and they throw an extra 20 bucks in the jar. And they buy, they basically buy that pe those people's meals. And it's, it's awesome to watch this unfold before my eyes. Uh, I, I watched on the news, actually, there was restaurants in the past. They were doing things like, um, you know, they're, their menu had no prices. You just paid whatever you thought you should pay. And it went terrible. Like they were out of business within not even a year because people were just taking advantage of it. But they don't do that at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Nobody does that. Everybody, they just pitch in and it always works out. It's always worked out every time. And it's allowed us to keep doing it again and again and again. And I love it because everybody gets to come out with their family. Everybody gets to have breakfast. They get to visit. They get to experience you know, fellowship with some uh, other like-minded people and sometimes maybe not so like-minded. And it's just a wonderful day and we love doing it. So we'll just keep on doing it. That's why I do it. Uh, I did take a little bit of heat from some people that don't even live anywhere in town. And basically they're just useless, lame internet trolls with nothing better to do than uh, stare at my face 
and pictures on their ceiling in their bedroom. Um, but they said, you're interfering with other businesses in town because you're giving away pancakes. No, I'm not. And I'll tell you why I'm not. This town is divided. And my customers very rarely go to the other restaurant in town. And the customers from the other restaurant in town, they don't come to my restaurant. They only come here for free air because it's free. That's it. Um, the people that go to the, the senior center for breakfast, that's their thing. They go to the senior centers for breakfast. And every now and then, uh, when I can, we donate stuff so that they can do their breakfast. This weekend, it happens to fall on the same day. And sorry, it happens on the same day, but it's Mother's Day. And uh, I'm not going to cancel my plans at my business because somebody else wants to do something. I'll do my thing. They can do their thing. We'll all get along. It'll be great. So for those of you out there who are harping on me for interfering with any uh, someone else's business, beat it. Seriously, like get bent. I really don't give a shit what you say. Uh, unless you're going to phone other businesses who are doing things for Mother's Day and give them a hard time as well, I don't really give a crap what you say. And I'll continue to do what I do. I'll continue to give away free pancakes. Hell, I'll probably do a free barbecue one of these days. And I'll do it if I want. And you, you can either whine and bitch and complain about it and say that I'm a terrible person for giving away free food or you can come and show you some free food that would be much better and food's great even though it's free so there you go that's my explanation um it's unfortunate but that's the way it is uh because of my stance I've taken politically and uh about the mandates and things like that and what the government's done I've lost customers and I used to worry about it. I used to be concerned because I thought, well, you know what? I, I need all the customers, but I'm not going to get all the customers ever. It's not going to happen any more than a politician is going to get all the votes. All you can do, you can draw your line in the sand. You can take a stand and you can do what you think is right. And if people don't like it. That's their problem. If people don't like my stance, my position on COVID and the mandates and the restrictions and the horrible things that the government did to people over the last three years, if you don't agree with my speaking out against that, that's your problem. It's not mine. And I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back down from my court stuff. I'm not going to change my opinion on um, what the government did. None of it. So I guess if we're going to be friends, you're going to have to figure out how you can accept my position on these things and we'll just agree to disagree. And if you want to come and swear at me in my parking lot, it's my parking lot. I'll beat it. What else is going on? Uh, I missed it. I caught it out of the corner of my eye. Ah, what's the population of Mir, Alberta? Just curious. Uh, the population of Mir, Alberta, the last census was 502. And I think it's probably about 520 now. There's some people that have moved to town. It's a great town. And if you're considering moving, you should check it out. Um, there's lots of good properties. It's one of the last places in possibly the world. No, not the world. Last places in Canada, for sure, that's reasonably priced. And we're right smack in the Bermuda Triangle of three well-equipped cities. Uh, Cameron, Stetler, Red Deer, and even Lacombe. So, you know, it's a great place to be. Kind of a little bit out of the way, close to a lake. Um, there's some great people here. So maybe consider Mir. A lot of people say they can really see themselves in Mir. Ah, yeah. Um, Jeff says, I went the last time Chris had it, a pancake breakfast, 
large lineups to delicious pancakes. Yeah. The, there's a couple times we did pancake breakfast where we had a lineup like an hour and a half out the door. People love pancakes. And you know what they love even more than pancakes? Free. Just kidding. It was the pancakes. So we've actually changed things quite a bit um, throughout this whole thing. We went from a cafe that had 40 seats and rarely had it full to having to roll the dining room over 10 times during the shift. So we've had to learn to do things differently, put out more food than would be otherwise expected of us. And now those lineups that used to be an hour or two hours, I mean, we can 20 minute wait, half hour wait, and uh, and you're eating. We've, uh, we've become better at what we do. We've learned a lot and it's all thanks to you folks pushing us to do it. So thank you. Uh, you, I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. You're in a Facebook group called Whistle Stop Cafe, not Chris Scott. Well, guess what? Uh, the Whistle Stop Cafe is Chris Scott and my staff and my family. That's us. So one and the same. Can we say Mother's Day? Yes, you can say Mother's Day and you should say Mother's Day. As a matter of fact, you should say Father's Day and you should stand up for the things you believe in and you should never let the woke, uh, the woke mob silence you. We see a lot of, this is a problem with conservatives these days, with the PCs and even some conservatives we have now, even in the United Conservative Party. They believe that we have to use this bullshit ESG language. That is not how conservatives speak, as my friend Jennifer said. We do not buy into that stuff. We do not buy into the fairy tale realities that other people spin for themselves in order to be virtuous. We do not sacrifice what's right and what's true to make somebody else feel better. Facts do not care about your feelings. They never have. They never will. And this has to stop. In Winnipeg, they canceled Mother's Day because some children grew up without mothers. As a matter of fact, even worse than that, way worse than that, some children grew up in situations where, um, you know, Mother's Day was just another day where they were abused at school. Horrible, horrible things. But to think that people actually believe that we have to cancel out the things that we do now to celebrate our family and our friends, our mothers, because of things that happened in the past? Why the hell would anybody think it's a good idea to let the events of the past ruin our futures and our present? That makes no sense. It's completely counterintuitive. It is, it's anti-human and it has no business in conservative anything at all. If the PCs hadn't been so worried in appeasing the woke mob and buying into this woke bullshit? Do you think that we would have had an NDP government back then? No, we wouldn't have. Conservative governments, conservative politicians are so worried about trying to appease the left and get a little bit more votes from there that they alienate the voters that wanted them there in the first place, who want some truth and reality back in politics. And then we end up with a vote split. Not because... It's the voters' fault. It's the politicians' fault because they're trying to speak out of both sides of their mouths. And if they just stayed true to their course, everybody would be better off for it. That's actually a good message uh, for any of you that want to get into politics. If you want to get into politics, you want to be my leader 
Now, this is just my opinion. Others may not feel this way. If you want to be my leader, politician, legislator, whatever, dump the ESG BS. I am not going to vote for somebody because of their environment, social governance policies. I'm not. I'm not going to vote for somebody that says something like, I need to acknowledge that this land isn't ceded. Pardon me? What are you what are you saying right now? What, what are you telling me? Are you telling me that you're you're acknowledging that the land that we're all sharing right now isn't ours and we just need to give it up because that would be logically the next step? Remediation for that, right? Sorry, I'm not gonna pay for the sins of the past. We're all supposed to be coexisting here peacefully. And that woke bullshit is not a way to unify people or have them coexist peacefully. Not going to work. It's just going to create more division to the point where people tell me that they wish I died when a train hit me instead of saying, hey, you know what? I disagree with you, but I'm glad you're okay. Unreal. So say Mother's Day and say it proudly. I miss my mother. Hi, Mom. Love you. You should put out a swear jar, Chris. Ah, I actually do have a swear jar. Yeah. It's full. June 9th, APP members event. I'm catering. What? There's going to be like 600 people there. I got to cater. Oh, boy. I better get cooking. Yeah, that's right. June 9th, uh, APP members event. For those of you that are wondering, yes, I absolutely 100% uh, still support the APP and what they uh, what they say and what they want to do. Things have been crazy in the last little while. We haven't, haven't had much time to do it. And, you know, there's a provincial election coming up. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be catering that event. Uh, I'll be speaking at that event as far as I know. Sorry, Kate, if I uh, misspoke there. But it's going to be a great time. And I will encourage any of you who have been somehow tricked into becoming confused about the APP and pulling your support, I would like you to, well, I guess the best thing to do would be come to the Whistle Stop Cafe and have a conversation with me about it. I'll tell you everything I know. I'll explain to you as best I can. And if you, you know, if that changes your mind, great. If it doesn't, great. It is what it is. But if you're an APP member or you were and your membership expired, get your membership, renew your membership. This isn't a, this was never supposed to be a a, a one-time thing. This is, a, this is an ongoing thing that we have to pursue. And the only way it's going to happen is if we keep the numbers up. So, yes, I do support the APP, and I do think you should have your membership. And I'll, I'll, maybe another conversation, I'll talk about some of the things that were said about the APP before that caused people to withdraw their support. Uh, a lot of it was twisted truth. Some of it was outright lies, and I'm not afraid to say it, even though, you know, it might cost me some friends. But if my friends don't like me speaking the truth or sharing my opinion, I guess we can't be friends. So June 9th, APP members event, I believe it is in Bowdoin. Correct me if I'm wrong. Kathy Richardson says, not happening. I'm assuming this is from the woke BS. 
Men are boys, men and boys are male, girls, girls and women are female. I agree. Now, does that mean that I don't, uh, does that mean that I hate people that don't believe that? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean I think they're stupid either. It doesn't mean I think there's anything wrong with them. It means that we disagree on that. And well, I mean, science and reality at some point have to trump what people feel. But I have no problem if people want to be or pretend to be something they're not, as long as they're not harming other people, period. I've got uh, um, trans and gay customers and I would never say anything bad about them because of that. It's, it's none of my business. Uh, the only thing I, one thing I really do have a problem with is this whole idea that women aren't special and we should allow them to be canceled. I do not believe that bi biological men should be uh, beating the crap out of biological women in a boxing ring. I don't believe they should be stealing their days or speaking at their events. Um, I just, I don't believe that. I, I see that as, as, as a way to erase women. I see it as a way to erase, you know, half of what makes humans humans. Like, why does society hate women so much that they can't have their special days and their special things? Why, why, when did we get there? You know, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. None. I watched a biological man who identified as a woman beat the uh, living bejesus out of a woman in the boxing ring and then claim a championship title. Was that fair? No, it wasn't. It was not fair at all. And if uh, those folks who, you know, used to be men and now are identifying as women actually care about women, as they say they do, then they should be speaking up against those things too. As a matter of fact, there are lots who do. But you don't see them in the news or on Bud Light commercials, do you? Weird. Ah, another thing on that subject. It's nothing really to do with that subject. But in the last few weeks, there's been a lot of buzz about uh, drag performers. I want to point something out to folks. Uh, there was a, there's a bar in Lacombe, uh, Uglies, I believe, that hosted a drag night. Now, you might not, not like drag. Uh, I really don't care. I think it's... I think it's totally fine in an adult setting. Uh, there's a lot of people who are confused about something and it's causing us to lose. And the thing they're confused about is drag performers. There are people that actually believe that they're all evil and they're all trying to harm children and they're all pedophiles and blah, 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 blah. That is a lie. There are plenty of drag performers out there that just live that lifestyle and like to do those shows and they entertain people. Nothing more, nothing less. As a matter of fact, they may come into your cafe and congratulate you on uh, standing up against what you're standing up against. And they may share some of their very, uh, very good conservative values with you in the conversations that you have with them. And then they perform in drag competitions. That does not mean they're bad people. It does not mean they're evil. It does not mean any of those things. It means that they express themselves in a different way than me or you. If we focus on those who are threatening our children, that's a different story. But to lump all of those folks in one group is wrong. 
It is absolutely wrong. So if there's a bar in Lacombe or a bar in Edmonton or a bar in Red Deer that wants to host a drag night, good for them. I hope everybody has a great time and they keep their children at home with their babysitter. Just like they should if they go to the strippers. No different. So think about what people are making you feel and think about others. And ask yourself if that is really who you are. If it's really, if it is it really who you are that you believe that this entire group of people are evil because of the actions of a few? Is it really you to believe that every gun owner is evil because one does something horrible with a gun? You see how these things work? Don't be confused and don't allow other people to confuse you. And also, it's bedtime. Oh, wait a minute. I got to find someone said I'm whining. Let's go find out who this is. Uh, what do we got here? Yeah, I, you know what? I don't even care. ESG is paving the way to social credit system. It is. Interesting. China does it. Our prime minister admires the basic dictatorship of China because they can really get things done. Like, you know, killing political dissidents. I grew up watching all the families. So did I. And I go back and I watch that stuff now and I just, man, how things have changed. It was a lot of change for the good, but the pendulum really swung the other way hard to the point where you got to work to find some middle ground. Oh, June 7th. Uh-oh. Kate, well, I need you to comment here. I said June 9th, and it's probably June 17th, and now I can't remember. Uh, I'll do a, I'll do a whole show on it. How's that? We'll, we'll figure it out. But it's in June, so lots of time to figure it out. So actually, you know what? Go to the APP web page, and I think it should be up on there. I have no issue with people who want to identify as a lamp, but don't expect me to turn them on. Yeah, that's a good point. We should seriously be allowed to live our lives free uh, and just appreciate the differences between us rather than use those differences as um, as divisive like wedges that the, the government and politicians and NGOs uh, hammer in between us to make us hate each other. It's not right. Uh, okay, so there's another comment about the drag and trans thing. Drag and trans are not the same thing. There's men that do drag performances, and they're just men. They dress up with as women and do and do drag performances. As a matter of fact, that's like hundreds and hundreds of years old. Women weren't allowed to be actors in the past. It was always men, and it kind of morphed into this, like this. I don't know what you call it. This uh, performance lifestyle. So drag, not all drag. Performers are trans people and not are not trans people or drag performers. They're two totally different things. Yeah, and I do believe that it is on the 17th. Uh, can I show the post on the Bowdoin event? You know what? I didn't queue it up. I didn't expect it to come up in this conversation, so I can't. But I will post it on the Whistle Stop Facebook page. 
So um, another thing about the Whistle Stop Cafe and Alberta Prosperity Project and the Full Steam Ahead members and the Whistle Stop Cafe supporters group. So if you've noticed, there is a subscription page on the Whistle Stop Cafe Facebook page. Uh, it's called the Whistle Stop Cafe Supporters Group. Now, that's a paid membership. It's uh, I believe it's like $6.95 a month, something like that. And there's, I think, maybe 130 or 140 people on there. But every now and then, I do specials and I give them a deal on something because they subscribe to the page and they, you know, they shoot me a few bucks here and there, which is really nice. It helps out. It, you know, I buy some computer stuff with it to do this kind of thing. Uh, so I haven't done any specials for the Alberta Prosperity Project members or the Full Steam Ahead members or the uh, Whistle Stop Cafe supporters group in quite some time. So what I'm going to do is uh, this weekend, actually tomorrow, Fuel prices went up again, so I'm going to put my fuel prices back up where they should be. I've been selling fuel for cheap for a little while just to give people a break, but I can't do it forever because it's not an economic, economically sustainable plan, just like uh, COVID mandates. So I'm going to put my fuel prices back up. But for this weekend, uh, anyone in any of those groups, you will receive the Whistle Stop Cafe supporters group discount and it works out to about seven percent or so on your fuel which is i mean it's not a huge number but seven percent on a dollar fifty is like 10 cents a liter right so it's not everything but it's something and it's uh, just something i want to do for you same with our merchandise so whistle stop cafe supporter group in particular uh, will receive 30 percent off any whistle stop branded merchandise in the store for instance Whistle stop hats, whistle stop shirts, whistle stop train wreck pants, whistle stop baby onesies, whistle stop uh, small member of a fringe minority underwear, those types of things. If it says whistle stop cafe Mira Alberta on it, you'll get uh, a 30% discount on that. Um, so yeah, that's for the whistle stop cafe supporters group subscribers. Thank you very much for being subscribers. I really appreciate it. Now, I'm going to subscribe to some sleep because I have to get up very, very early, uh, like at the crack of 5 a.m., and go and rub my meat. Yes, I have to rub the brisket with the brisket rub so it can marinate and we can uh, do something with it on Saturday. So thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, like always, if you have any comments, concerns, arguments, whatever, just post them in the comments. I do try and go back and and uh, read them, but unfortunately, oftentimes for me to read the comments, Facebook plays the video, and then I got to watch myself and listen to myself speak, and it's friggin' tiring. Like I don't know how you guys get through it, but uh, kudos to you for doing it. So I will try and check out the comments, and I do try and answer things. Um, if I don't answer, it doesn't mean that I don't care. It simply means that I'm probably saw a squirrel or something shiny. So night, everybody. Have a great night. See you at the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta tomorrow. And uh, remember, if you're confused, we will lose. Don't be confused.